Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. My name is Tom Bolsh. Uh, most people know me as Prime Train or Prime, uh, and this is the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. Welcome to the Fitness and Lifestyle Podcast. I'm your host, Danny Kennedy, and I'm here to help you become the very best version of yourself. Tommy, welcome to the show, mate. G'day, mate. How are you? Long time no see. <laughs> yeah, what has it been? Couple of days. Couple 40, days yeah. Best forty eight hours of my life. Yeah, we go way back. We do. Until we do. early on Saturday, actually. <laughs> um, welcome to the show, man. I want to to dive in. I obviously don't know a great deal about you outside of you know what we caught up on on Saturday, <laughs> which wasn't a great deal of yeah. any value to be honest. Um, but mate, where did you grow up and and kind of what initially got you into the fitness? Um, industry i guess like obviously playing football and whatnot mm. it come comes with it but where did their passion for taking it a little further than just training for football come from yeah well i guess i've been super lucky that my family has always been a very health and fitness focused family which has been good for me because it's kind of i think it's always been my passion but i didn't really know that it was my passion uh so growing up with that and then when i decided to kind of turn it into a business was when, and I'm sure you get that feeling as well, when you start to actually see the difference that it makes in people's lives from their like mental health to their physical health and, and, and all that sort of stuff. So it was actually initially when uh, my sister, she started like to put on a little bit of weight during school and she come to me and she was like, you know, can you write me a gym program? I was like, yeah, sure. So like did that and then that's kind of when it started to um, to change a little bit for me when I got to see everything change for her, when she started to get like so much happier, her mental health started to change, her physical health was changing as well. And then like for me, when I got to see like the smile on her face and then that kind of just made me feel like this is something that I really, really want to do. And that was like probably in year 12. Um, and then I didn't even really go and study it at uni, but it's um, it kind of just was always like that background passion. And then I think that that <clears throat> comes out a lot in my content as well. 100%. And so how old, how old are you now? How many years out of I'm 23. 23, 23 now, now. And she's 21. So she's yep. a bit younger than me. But um, yeah, just turned 23 actually last week, which was, yeah, pretty hectic. Yeah, wouldn't have celebrated. No, no. no literally a couple uh-huh. of quarters early night. And how did the how did the business um, side of things evolve? Like we'll dive a bit deeper into it as mm-hmm. we go. But um, how did it initially start? Like were you just kind of jumping straight into – online side of things or was it face to face and like what was your initial kind of aspiration with where you were going to take it so i was doing i was like training people like f45 fit okay. stop you know yeah. like doing that kind of Group stuff, stuff. Where i think where everyone starts yeah um and i was doing a little bit of one-on-one stuff there as well but it was mainly that group fitness stuff. And I really liked that because I got to bring like a whole heap of energy to the class. And like, that was something that I really like, resonated really well with me. It's something that I really enjoyed. I, I like being around like a lot of people, mm-hmm. talking to a lot of people, like public speaking stuff was fine. So like, that was something that I really enjoyed. And then I think for me, um, when it started to change was when I, I got a bit sick of waking up at 4am every day. <laughs> I was yeah. like, bro, I can't do this for much yeah. longer. <laughs> so I was like, during the pandemic, 
for me, I was like, I'm just going to move everything to online, which I think is what a lot of people did. So uh, originally my business was called Pandemic Training. Um, pandemic training. Pandemic training yeah. is, when it, is what it was initially called. So that was like an eight-week body, uh, body weight program. I'd sell that online, like taught myself how to use Shopify, yep. how to set up that e-commerce sort of business. And um, that's kind of how it all started. And then as the pandemic kind of started to slow down, then uh, then I yet end up changing it to to prime training. I like the initials PT, so yeah. I just like Googled all the words <laughs> that started with P, and prime comes up, and I'm like, that's a sick name. I'm gonna rock with that. So end up being prime train or prime training, and um, yeah, we kind of went from there and just kept on building that side of the business. We we I always want to do programs, and then I wanted also like merch and stuff, but I knew that that would slowly build as my following sort of built. Um, and then when I changed it to Prime, I just decided to go 100% with everything. It was TikTok, Instagram, like post, 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 mm-hmm. grind that sort of side of it. And then I, I knew that if I worked really hard on that, then I'd definitely reap the rewards afterwards. Yeah. Taking just a quick step backwards, um, you know, talking before about the impact it had on your sister. Mm. I think that's a, such a good, um, a good point to bring up. As you mentioned, it's like once you see the fulfillment it brings to people's lives outside of the aesthetic side of things, mm. I think something that I'm sure you get and I've got a lot over the years as well is that like particularly someone who's heavily involved in fitness and uses social media to post a lot of content obviously Mm. from the outside in when you don't have a a genuine understanding it just looks like fuck arrogance ego it's like you know they fucking love themselves or it's just like all but you know using these tools for marketing and whatnot but it's like that's like the that's down like the bottom of the priority list in in a way. Obviously, people mm-hmm. try and uh, use fitness to get in shape and to change their body composition, which is obviously a fucking awesome byproduct of it. But the mental aspect is just life changing. Like mm. I'm sure you would be the same, but for myself, like particularly we say with a female, yeah, or or male, but anyone that comes in with very low confidence, self esteem, mm. even like just coming into the gym for some people is a big big step. And to see those changes, that's where the pure kind of like that's where all the good shit happens i reckon and that's probably the most rewarding part of the job for me i don't know mm. what your thoughts are mate 100 percent. and you know you you mentioned kind of like the mental health side of it <clears throat> the physical health and it's like there's all these other benefits to to like going to the gym and like fitness and whatever like you start to build you know better relationships with people <clears throat> you get to meet like so many people um you build this community like when you go to the gym and like i was saying before with that group fitness sort of stuff like you just make so many friends out of it. And that's something that I really get out of playing footy and playing sport. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people don't get that out of playing sport. So sometimes you have to get it through something else, which I think I push a lot of people to say, go to the gym and build that community in a group fitness class or go find a PT. And then, you know, you might have a Christmas party or something at the end of the year. And you're like, you, you you get to build that kind of community out of it, which is we'll so build sick. Build the rapport between people, yeah. We obviously had Gabe in uh, last week or the other week and we touched on community. And so that's obviously something that yourself, Gabe and... Um, Louis. And Louis have done exceptionally well mm. and are continuing to do. Like what... Is there certain aspects of building a community that you found are kind of like pillars for someone that is looking to do it themselves or what Mm. you found super effective, whether it be, you know, making sure you're communicating with your audience, listening to their feedback, creating environments where people can get around each other and build Mm. each other up? Like what have you found has been so effective so far? That's a really good question. And I think it's something that a lot of people really struggle to do, like building that kind of almost like one-on-one sort of, I don't know. It's like it's almost like a friendship. Yeah. Like it, 
like they feel like you know they, yeah they thing. feel like they really know you and like when they see you out they're like oh how's this how's this like because they're just following everything that you're doing um i think that the way to build that is just to hopefully just be yourself like and you might say oh you know you've got the personality to do that but then it's like i've got a way different personality to gab Mm-hmm. And then Louis got yeah. a different personality again. So someone said to me that the other day, they're like, you know, you've got a really good personality to do it. So like you can go and do it. You know, you're very outgoing. Gab's not as an outgoing person as what I am. He's a little bit more like analytical and kind of um, like we've got very different upbringing. So it's like, that's an excuse I think that a lot of people try to use. But like, if you be yourself, like there's going to be people that are going to relate to you because there's the so right many different too. exactly attract the right people literally and if you and then once you start to attract those kind of people and they really start to relate to you then you start to build that community because it's like they feel like you're, they're friends with you kind of thing so i think just being yourself is such a, a an essential thing but then like also like just the things of social media like you have to post so much and it's such a grind and it sucks but you just have to do it um and you know I was posted getting five, six likes for a longer period of time than I am when I'm getting 20,000 likes. So like you have to, you have to go through that grind and um, that kind of mindset at the start where you're like, God, is this ever going to go anywhere? Mm. Um, And eventually it will. You just have to be really, really positive um, with what you're posting and hopefully not listen to what too many people are saying about you behind your back. Yeah, we'll get to that. Um, On that sense though, it's like there's a fine line I feel between not well, you can always be yourself and be authentic within your content but then you know it's like just posting when you feel like it posting shit that comes up and then mm-hmm. obviously when the business side of it comes in that does in some way have to be some form of strategy or at least planning to to what's going to come out how you want it to be perceived and whatnot mm-hmm. within like within your audience is it at the point now where you are having to put more thought to that or is it still kind of just like doing shit on the fly and then just seeing and just kind of going with the flow like in terms of the this, business yeah side? that's a really good question i think that what I had moving here and living in Melbourne and living, like you said, with Gavin Louie makes it so much easier for me to produce yeah. content. One, there's someone that's always there to hold a phone for you. And two, like I just made a piece of content last night, like me cooking dinner with Louie, like just cooking a piece of steak and like that it's gets also views. documenting what you're yeah, doing. Yeah, exactly. Like, and that's what it's all about. And, but it's still education. It's still like, Hey, this is what I'm eating. This is what you could eat as well. And like, this is, or buy my nutrition program kind of thing. Like, yeah. you know, like it, it always goes into each each kind of thing. So you have to be really smart with what you post because like a lot of the time I'm just posting gym stuff, gym stuff, gym stuff. And if people keep saying that, seeing that kind of stuff come up on their feed, they're gonna be like, crap, that guy, he works really hard. He looks really good. I'm gonna buy his program. And you just have to keep on pushing that kind of stuff out. Um, but like I said, it's so much easier to produce content when you're around other people that are like-minded producing content as well because you start to bounce ideas off each other. You're yeah. always talking about what's next. So that's probably what been saying that I'm like so grateful for living with those guys. It's been unbelievable. Yeah, and it comes back again to the power of, be- of being authentic because mm. it kind of does work both ways. But if you are just documenting what you're doing and you are authentic within what you say you are in mm. terms of through social media, then it it's, it should be easy mm. to create content. Yeah, literally. If, if you're living the life that you're portraying yourself to be living. Yeah, exactly. And that's the thing. And and it's funny because, uh, and I'm the same, like I'm never going to say like, oh, I don't go out, I don't yeah. drink or anything. Like, And then people see me out and they're like, oh, what? I thought he didn't drink beers kind of thing. And it's like, you you have to portray the exact kind of person you are 100%. because if, uh, eventually it's going to catch up to you and you get caught out as a liar. So I'm very, very careful of the things I post and the things that I say because it's like, 
especially with videos and, you know, the internet and stuff, people can go back a year ago and say, hold on, a year ago you said this and now you've completely changed your perspective on that. Mm. So I've got to be very, uh, I think that everyone has to be very careful with what they say in terms of what they do. Um, but yeah, I think that that's, that just goes hand in hand. On the football side of things, like the, tell, talk us through your football career up until this point in terms of like when you started as a junior and, mm. and what, you know, the pathway was for you and, and where you'd, where you've always envisioned it going and kind of like where you're at at the moment in terms mm. of your headspace with it. I think, mate, I'm the same as every other kid in the whole of Australia. They want it, they grow up, their goal is to be Ben Cousins, James Hurd, whoever it was. Like for me, it was always James Hurd. I, like, I always want to play AFL. That's what I want to do. So I guess the pathway kind of started. I sort of played a little bit of footy in South Australia, then moved to WA, played country footy there and then was over in Queensland, played some Gold Coast Suns, like Talent Academy sort of stuff and – they, they always, t- you know, you're so good, you're, you're this, you're that. And it's like, fill your little head with dreams and you're like, oh, I'm going to be this, I'm going to be that. And I think that, that, that they do that with a lot of kids um, and they kind of have to because they've got to give you confidence. They've got to say like, this is a pathway and, and an opportunity for you to, to play at the highest level. So I think that, that was always the goal for me, but I, I probably didn't really know or understand about how hard you actually have to work to get to that position. And probably not something until now that I'm starting to understand. I wish I could go back and tell myself, you know, as a 14, 15-year-old. Mm-hmm. And that's kind of what I try and do a lot with my content is say, you guys have to work really, really hard because there's 100 kids that get picked up every year and, you know, there's 10,000 that, yeah. that, that are putting their names up for the draft. Anyway, so, yeah, played a little bit of – played a fair bit of footy growing up. It was always my my main goal to, to play at the highest level and – um, got reasonably close when I was uh, 17, 18, but, uh, and reasonably close last year as well. But um, I think that's something, again, that I try to portray with my content is it's not the be all and end all. Mm-hmm. If you don't play AFL, there's so many uh, other opportunities. Like oh, I get to go out and play in Darwin every you know, couple of weeks in the summer, which is so enjoyable. Um, you can still get paid to play football as well. And a lot of people think, oh, you know, I'm not, never going to get paid playing footy. You can still get paid, paid good money playing any type of footy here, you know, in Melbourne or in Queensland or wherever you want to play. Yeah. And you and I, yeah, we had this conversation on on Saturday over mm. lunch, but it's like for someone like yourself and, and you know, it was a similar pathway to to mine. Like when I moved here for basketball, like that, I didn't – there was no fucking plan B. It wasn't like, yeah. oh, I've got – I'm going to do this. If this doesn't work out, it was like, yeah. no, nah, I'm going to do this. Mm. But in hindsight, like with some better perspective afterwards, I'm like, fuck, like – there's fucking so much more to life so than just playing do. one sport. And But then, <laughs> as you just kind of touched on, like, it doesn't mean you have to give it up. Like, mm. it's crazy to think that people assume that if they don't make AFL at the age of 17, 18, that their fucking footy career is done. It's so like, how much work have you already put in in your life, bro? Like, you've literally been working for, like, I don't know, you've probably been subconsciously working very hard, mm. kicking the footy with your mates since you were five. Don't throw that all away, bro. Like, Yeah, and that's it. Like... For aspirations outside of sport as well and being able to tie it in, which you've been able to do, which is super impressive. Mm. But, you know, as we were saying the other day, like for you at the moment, obviously the goal was to play um, AFL, but mm. it's realistically you've probably got a better setup now than, than what you would have if you had been full-time. Like in, in some regards, obviously there's certain aspects that yeah, I would have been um, more ideal if it went the other way, but let's be honest, it's not like you lost that shit at the moment. No, I'm, I'm very grateful for the way that it's gone and um, I think that... I, I really enjoy freedom. I really enjoy having my own freedom. 
Um, and that's something that I've been able to have with my own business and been able to have with just being able to post what I want to do, do what I want to do. Like I've got no one telling me you can't do that. Mm-hmm. Uh, sometimes I probably do need someone to say that to me. Yeah. Sometimes I probably do some stupid things, but I I love having my own freedom and being able to do what I want to do. And that's something that sometimes the AFL does take away from a lot of athletes. And I know because I speak to them one-on-one and I'm like, you know, would you like to do this? And they're like, you know, I don't think I can. And it's kind of like you're, you're this sometimes, yeah, you just don't have that much freedom of choice. So in the, the day you're an employee. Uh, you're an employee. You're an employee. Exactly. Yeah. So There's like rules. you've got to do what the boss says and if you don't, then you're out. Yeah. Um, you lose your job and those jobs don't have that long, um, you know, they don't have, you know, you've got your contract and stuff, but they can tear that up and say, mm. sorry, mate, you're out. Well, I mean, you're probably in a pretty good position now as well, like say for the younger guys that do get drafted to be putting, to be making sure they're putting a lot of thought to what else outside of football and after footy right. because I, I don't know what are they – I think I'm just making this shit up, but isn't the, like the average career span like five years, four Less. years? It's like two. Two. Yeah, it's like, yeah, so I it's think it's like two point, I think me. it's two and a half. I think it's like really low. I yeah. think it's getting a lot better now, but it's still crazy to me just to see like how many guys yeah. have zero fucking idea of what they want outside of footy. Mm. And then they wrap it up and you see it so often of like players who have no fucking idea. They could be one of the best players in the league and their career yep. wraps up and it's like, well, fuck, what now? There's still a lot of life left. It's... It's ridiculous to me. Uh, yeah, well, I talk a lot about it with yeah various people and I'm like, bro, what are you going to do after? And they're like, I don't have any plans. I'm like, bro, what have you been doing? <laughs> like, yeah. like, sure, like I know that, you know, AFL is a, or whatever sport that you play professionally, you know, it's your job, you probably invest yourself 100% into it. But I know that you've got off days here and there and you, you should be thinking about your future. And that's something that I'm always thinking about, even what I'm doing. I'm always thinking about what's next, what, where I'm going to be in five years, where I'm going to be in 10 years. Like goal setting for me is a massive thing. So I think that, yeah, a lot of the time people kind of lose a little, they're, they're just not that self-aware. They kind of just go with the flow. Mm-hmm. And it's like, bro, you have to actually think about what's going to be happening in five, ten, um, and then set those goals and then actually be working towards them because – yeah, you don't you don't want to be one of those people that's been in the system for a couple of years and then you've just lost everything. Yeah, hundred percent. Do you so on the fitness side of things in particular? Like, I'm sure you you'll get plenty you'll get plenty of uh, younger guys now or even people similar age that want to go down the pathway, whether it's online, whether it's in person and whatnot. Mm. Like, I'd be quite similar. Like, get people reach out all the time. Like, what path did you go down? What should I be doing? Yeah. Like, what were the best resources or, or was it, was it a, a mentor? Was it um, education online? Was it yeah. someone in person um, that you kind of learnt a lot of, like, the the theory side of things in terms of strength mm. and conditioning and, and how to practically apply that to clients and, and athletes and whatnot? Mm. Did you, are you PT or are you sports science? I didn't do sports science. You didn't, neither did I. And, no. like, it's I'm, crazy. I'm, I'm glad I didn't. No, I'm like, so I glad I didn't. I, I was, like, at the... By the time I started, like I was similar to you, like that obsessed with the with health and fitness. That mm. in all my free time, I would do as much research as mm. possible, go to fucking seminars, conferences, and shit. Literally, and I genuinely thought, like, I'm hundred percent certain that I would have learnt, you know, a, a bit doing um, exercise and sports science. Yep. But I just thought, fuck, I feel like my knowledge is at a point where it's very good, and I know that I'm not just going to stop learning now. Which mm. I think for people who do their degree. They get to the end of the four years, whatever it is, and think that like, oh, fuck, I'm done. They've got the same qualifications as a PT. So I was like, (laughs) I can start my business now and have the confidence of knowing what I know Mm. and start to build a career or Mm. I can then just delay it for four years and come out in the exact same position pretty much. And, you know, like 
for myself, and we'll get back to you in a sec. I'm just change it. To no, my, that's my good because I want to like, know. Um, I want to know about this because I have so many ways I can go with this conversation, but I, I want to hear it. So I was like, my whole point, my whole reason of doing exercise and sports science, because I got in, I think it was at Deakin in Geelong, and didn't go, but it was because I wanted to be a SNC coach for an AFL team. Yeah. Okay. And then after one year of having my own business and doing some work with some Baffer teams and. And starting to understand how much I enjoyed working with people one-on-one, whether it be mm. athletes, whether it be just gen pop, whatever it is. And then the at- online aspect, I was like, fuck, I couldn't think of anything worse than being an SNC coach for a, a pro fucking sport team yeah. now. So that it whole limits how much you can earn as well. Put me in a position, but then you've also got fucking hundreds of other people who want to do the same thing. So mm-hmm. it's like, I think peak battles, like for some people, yes, like doing the degree may very well serve you for whatever pathway you want to go down, but... If you come into it with a mentality of like, all right, I'm never going to stop learning. There's mm. always something else to add on and, and really figure out what market you want to tap into. Then you've got to make like the best decision for your career, not just because you get this fucking degree to mm. say that you've studied because so many people come out of their degree with zero experience of communicating with someone, of applying the theory to practice yep. and to being able to adjust on the fly. It's like there's uh-huh. a big difference between knowing something on paper and actually having the ability to Coach a client to one do it to yourself to t- tell it to someone else yeah. like to be able to communicate like there are, there's so many ways I could go with this conversation I love this conversation because I have it with a lot of people and they're like you know what you know I, I went to university I did sports journalism so I'm a fully qualified sports journalist never will ever use it in my entire life like I, yeah. I, I won't use it but um I, I'll I'll use little parts of it but anyway not the point of the conversation I think that there's so many ways that you can go with that like and there's a lot of people that um you know i, I don't want to say it but like if you, if you can't keep your body in good check i don't want to be trained by you like i think that the biggest uh most like obvious going to a dentist with your teeth literally it's like the big it's like the most obvious thing for me i'm like I'm sorry like if you're not like absolutely in peak condition like i probably don't want to be trained by you yeah like unfortunately that's the thing so uh there's that, those things you got to look at but then like you said there's I guess with the way that I learned so much from, you can learn so much from social media, you can learn so much from the internet. Like you got to remember that the internet is literally a free library. You know, like you can learn pretty much anything that you want uh, from the internet. So even when, when I was at university studying sports journalism, I was mostly just like using all the resources that I had and studying for sports science. <laughs> like it was, right. I was using all the resources that I had and just like was using it to actually help my business and help my brand because Mm -hmm. that was where my passion was. And then I kind of got like two and a half years through. I was like, oh, should I switch degrees? I remember calling my parents and they were like, mate, just finish your degree. And then once you're out, just go and do what you're actually passionate about. And that was the best advice that I could have ever um, have received from anyone. So I was very grateful for, for that piece of advice. And like, you know, you don't have to have a sports science degree to do what we do. Mm Mm-hmm. Working, so he's working with athletes in particular, the pathway mm. you want to keep pushing it down or is yep. now having like a bigger audience and then obviously the the market of say gen pop who are willing to get in shape and, and you know, that, that aren't specifically training for a pro sport or, mm. or a, any sport for that matter. Obviously, that's a much bigger market in terms of a business sense. Is, yes. the, is the athlete side of things still the path that you're mainly wanting to push it down? I think that... It's a difficult question. I think that the athlete is the most is is the one that I'm most passionate about. Mm. So I feel like I, if you're an athlete, you'd get the most out of that if yeah. you wanted to train with me. I think 
that there's definitely space for gem pop, but the I think that when they want to train with me, I would still train them like an athlete, and that's generally yeah. why they do want to train with me because they're like, oh, I really want to do what you know what these athletes are doing, and I'm kind of trying to create a little bit of a new wave of training. You know, instead of just going and doing a bench press squat and deadlift, like I want you to start to train yourself to move, to change direction, to be able to like accelerate, decelerate, like doing these things that athletes do that we think, oh, they're just athletes. They're the only people that can do mm. them. Like why can't you as a gen, gen pop actually start to train like that? Yeah. And That's not also only where the line gets very blurred between people thinking like sports specific training is mm-hmm. like you're standing there fucking doing like handballing a footy. That's why you're trucking. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, That's not what it's about. It's applied movement. Yeah, literally. Specific movements that you're going to utilize in yeah. whatever given sport. Yeah. Literally, people are like, oh, sport specific movements. So they're like, and then I asked them, like, what actually do you think a sport specific movement is? And they're like, standing on a balance ball with a kettlebell on your head, handballing a footy. I'm like, mate, that's not yeah, what it man. is, mate. Like, there's sport specific to me means, you know, you're, you're training more relative to your sport. So, like, yes, you still will have those compound movements involved. Uh, but I'll focus a lot more on, um, you know, we'll do a lot more movement sort of stuff. So explosive sort of stuff, running, cha- moving three-dimensionally instead of just doing an isometric kind of, or just, you know, like a, a cable pull. Mm-hmm. Like I want you to actually move your body three-dimensionally to to actually train, you know, your hips to move in conjunction with your core and all that sort of stuff. So there's a lot more that goes into the programming kind of side of it. And then the way that I train an AFL player is way different to the way that I train a soccer player. Mm-hmm. Even though they're, similar disciplines they're very very different sports if and yeah just very different sports with the you mentioned earlier like a lot of it was kind of like self-taught in terms of the business side like were your is your um family like very much business kind of like orientated Mm -hmm. like was there anyone that you kind of looked to to mentor through the business aspect of it like i know for myself it was like fuck make all of the mistakes because it was and if i could go back like you said before if you could do things a little different like for me it would be like i want to apply as much knowledge as i can Mm -hmm. time to learning the very basics of business even down to like fucking tax and all this type of shit yeah yeah that stuff there's a lot of stuff you just fucking don't learn which unfortunately in school you just don't just don't learn it in school fucking useful shit probably like why why don't we get taught that in school like it makes no sense what was that like for you like was there was there any like big learning curves in terms of the business yeah well i think that that you know that's the other side going back to when you said like you know you can have all the knowledge in the world as a pt but if you can't market yourself as a business or you don't actually understand any of that side of side of the things then you're just never going to be a successful business so um for me I, i was very lucky that my old man is an entrepreneur so he does a lot of fitness uh sorry he does a lot of um he he does a whole heap of different businesses he's got a bus business he's got um a wind farm business like farming a whole heap of things so i was really grateful that i had him involved in my life um as kind of a mentor but also as a role model yeah so for me he was fantastic uh about teaching me that like you know you can you know you don't want to be busy all the time because like freedom is success like Mm -hmm. the more free that you are and the more time that you have to spend with your family and your loved ones and your friends Mm -hmm. and if your friends say come out have a beer on friday say sorry i'm can't i'm working like you want to work to live and not live to work exactly you're not gonna have a very fun life so he was fantastic for me helped me uh you know set up businesses and stuff and um luckily yeah prime just prime went well so I haven't really had that many failures or or tryings before that. 
Um, so yeah, I'm very, very lucky that I've got a good support network around me and very supportive parents. What direction are you like hoping to push it in now? Like you said before, very big on goals and, and looking ahead as well. Obviously the connect now with Louis and Gab as well and, mm. and a few different ventures happening there. Like where, where do you see everything kind of being in the next kind of few years? Uh, well, it's very exciting because we've got, uh, supplements coming out in the next couple of weeks which is going to be so cool so we've got and actually no one knows about this so this is like exclusive i haven't even said anything to anyone the only person knows is Mars. so this is super exclusive (laughs) and you now and and everybody that's (laughs) listening um so i think i think we're going to try and start to release in the next couple of weeks 15th of december is when we want to release it we've got a Mm -hmm. big marketing plan ready to go we've got um yeah very exciting time so we've got protein that we're releasing pre-workout creatine and like i said that's something that i had as a three-year goal and you know i'm there in a year kind of thing so like very very exciting just keep moving forward and keep pushing um and couldn't have done that again without the support network that i've got around Mm. me so very exciting for that that's going to come out and then i think it's always been a bit of a goal to have a gym yeah of my own but at the same time I think that that's just going to hold me in one place. So I'm really 50-50 on that. But I think that that is a goal that I do have. And just training athletes really um, in that gym, that would be really, really cool. At the moment, I've got a cool home gym, which I'm very grateful for and I do love. But I think that that's, yeah, the way that's going. Just continue to build my following, continue to build the community, continue to, um, you know, do things like this and, mm-hmm. and give my time and like I'm, I'm very, very lucky with the way everything's gone the last 12 months and hopefully just staying really focused and humble with it because as soon as you start to get a little bit um, too ahead of yourself, then everything will start to drop away. So, yeah, very exciting next 12 months, hopefully. It's a great mindset to have. You Obviously, you've just signed with... Uh, Wangaratta Rovers. Yes. Um, <laughs> you thought about it. <laughs> it's <laughs> super, <laughs> super interesting. Um, obviously, content is fucking king. Like, yeah in any industry but we haven't really seen up until potentially now like something like this i guess in terms of like an athlete that may not be playing full professional then using like their followers or like their engagement that they've got to then bring more eyes to like say semi-professional sport Mm. as well um how like do you is that something that you're really going to play into this year in terms of getting a lot of content around that and then like what what type of effect do you think that can have on say like a a country football club Mm. and then obviously across with different sports for those that might be listening or watching that you know have an aspiration to be able to use like their knowledge to empower other people but then also effectively impact something Mm. wider than just themselves well i think that so i grew up country and like i'm not really a country kid like i'm pretty useless like i Going to Bunnings Warehouse, I've got no idea what's going on. But I try. It's no, <laughs> yeah, no good at all. No good at all. But um, yeah, so I think that for me, like that country footy feel is is such a blast from the past for me. So it's something that I'm really, really keen to get back to. And um, and like I love country footy. I love the, the, the vibe that the country has. So super excited to be playing with Wangaratta. That's going to be amazing. I'm also going to be doing a couple of exhibition matches as well, like around Melbourne, which will be fun. So in the buys, yeah. So in the buys that we have, we've got four buys. So I'll go play like an exhibition match for a few different uh, clubs and maybe do like a a sports night or something afterwards and have a few beers, which would be really, really fun. And when um, you say exhibition, as in what? As in like you would. It's like a one off game. Right. For like. Just put together with. 
a bunch of oh, so it'd be like for an actual team. Exhibition yeah, yeah. And you'd be playing for a club for a different club. Yeah, 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 yeah. So it'd be like an exhibition. So like, yeah, I'll be playing for a club, play for them. You know, do a sports night a after. One-off. Yeah, yeah, one-off, one-off game. So we have four one-off games. Uh, not sure who they're going to be with, but I'm very excited to um, to yeah figure that out and yeah. see how that looks. And hopefully for very different clubs as well, like something that's like really, really top tier, and then something yeah. that like just no one really knows about, which would be really, really cool to do. Um, so yeah, we'll see all that how all that goes. But the media attention so far has been crazy for Wang, like for yeah. the Wang Greta thing. It's been like unbelievable. So. Yeah, I think that it'll have a really positive effect, especially um, on, a, on a lot of the kids that are down there in the country. Like, I can get around and um, hopefully be a really good role model for them. That'd be good, mate. You and Louis. Hey. <laughs> we'll see. He actually got the message back today. He said, I don't think we could transfer you to like February. So, yeah, hopefully we can get him in. We can cut that if we need Yeah, but. no, no, leave yeah. it. No, that's hilarious. <laughs> I love that. How good. Oh, God. Um, Earlier on, you mentioned like uh, obviously with <laughs> any form of like consistently posting content online, particularly when your audience grows a bit, mm-hmm. um, it's inevitable that you'll get negative um, shit right. as well. Like, firstly, before we dive into like how you deal <laughs> with it, like what's been some of the funniest shit that you've kind of received, whether it's like a DM oh. or just comments, which is just like, just, you just got to laugh at it. Oh man, there's so much funny. There's honestly some of the funniest stuff that I get, and I, it's pretty, it's pretty common. Uh, especially on TikTok, man, people just like they're ruthless. they're out to get you, bro. TikTok they, is ruthless. Oh, they are ruthless, man. Like, and it's I don't even because they can hide behind these fake accounts, so they just comment some yeah, they comment some pretty funny stuff. Um, and if it's like funny hate, like I'm fine, like I don't really mind uh, any type of hate. I don't really mind because I'm I'm lucky. I've got a very strong mindset; it doesn't really phase me that much. But yeah, th- then you get some really bad stuff as well, which gets it does get pretty hectic. But you put me on the spot a little bit if I could think of just like something funny, but I get some funny DMs and stuff, which is just like, we had this guy the other day that like called us out in Instagram <laughs> saying like, you, Louie and Gab, you know, you guys are great fitness, you gym lots. Um, but how about the sesh? I want to see you guys drink a hundred beers. <laughs> like literally post a story, like calling us out. I was like, bro, like, what are you doing? Accepted, bro. <laughs> Fine. <laughs> My mate, I've already had 20 today. <laughs> That's gold. So, you, you just said that you've got like a pretty strong mindset. Is that something that you've always had? And like, do you actively do anything at the moment? Like whether it's daily or mm. semi-regularly for the mental health side of things like meditating or anything like that? The, I think that the biggest thing for mental health and something that I've found has been really beneficial for me. Firstly, is like getting my nutrition very, very good. Like if I'm eating, it's funny when I, when I go to America and I eat American food, I actually feel worse. Yeah. It actually has a negative effect on my mental health. Mm. Uh, Cause I don't think the food's as clean as what we get here. So nutrition, sleeping eight hours, just the, just the normal variables, going to the gym once a day, going for a run once a day. Like it doesn't matter what it is, but I just have no problems with mental health. If I'm doing those just like simple, like sometimes you just need to simplify the things. And it's like, I get a lot of people that come to me, you know, I'm struggling with my mental um, you know, mental health. I'm like, bro, are you doing all these things correctly? And they always say no. And I'm like, well, do them and come back to me. And they never come back to me <laughs> because they're usually, it's, once it's you change interesting. that. It's like that even outside of just mental health, like a lot of the time when you hear someone talking or they're talking to you about something that like they just can't hack in terms of like mm-hmm. they're unhappy with their results, whether it's fucking getting in shape, whether it's yeah. a business thing or fucking podcasting, whatever it is. And it's like, majority of the time they know they're not doing all the steps like they know that there's something that that they are 
hundred percent aware of that they mm. that they are just not doing, and it's still fucking surprised. It's and like, they still complain about it, or or they go and get a pill that'll fix them. Well, they, they hope gonna, for it. Yeah, yeah. things gonna fix yeah, it. Yeah, next shiny object. Yeah, that's not gonna work for you, mate. I'm yeah. sorry. They try to they try to say, oh, you know, we're not doing these variables. I'm gonna go get a like my biggest advice to anyone that wants to go on antidepressants is just don't do these other things first, and then maybe you can consider it. But the the amount of times that people come to me, I'm like, bro, like we need to we need to sort these things out first um, before we go. And yeah, like you said, go for the shiny object. Have you done much? Uh, have you meditated? At all? Meditated, yes. Uh, I used to do it, do it a lot during COVID. Yeah. Um, How about like breath work and stuff like that? Bit of breath work, but I, like I don't really f- – I, th- I think I'm still a bit young and naive. Like, you know, I'm only 23. I, I think that's something that I'm going to get into when I'm like 30. Yeah. I think I'm too we'll, – do, do uh, you do we'll, it? We'll, yeah, I love it. We'll, yeah. um, we'll, we'll do an intro with you um, with Alo, a guest who we've had on the show. It. Like um, she's really fucking good and, and – I reckon you just benefit from it so much. Like not even like, because this is the other thing and I think this is super important too. It's like, you know, someone like yourself who, um, you know, you just mentioned have a strong mindset and there's a lot of people out there that do have really strong mindsets and mm-hmm. don't have any issues or whatever with their mental health. But it's mm-hmm. like, it's similar to like when someone becomes an alcoholic, like you, you don't have to wait until things are completely fucked to then start doing something that's yeah. going to benefit you from it. So yeah. it's like, meditating or breath work and whatnot it's like these are things you can start implementing like before you have an issue or whatever and not saying that anyone is going to get an issue but it's like just different tools you can add to the toolkit and and um i think you would yeah i reckon you'll really fucking love it that's so true and relating back to fitness that's like why we do prehab a lot for like athletes and stuff i'm like you know do you do this so you won't get injured don't get injured and then come to me and say oh i'm injured i want i'm like bro you should have been doing these things 12 months beforehand Mm -hmm. and you would have been fine so i always try to apply that kind of analogy into real life and say like you know do all these things correctly and you just won't have problems with mental health like Mm. i yeah i'm very very great and and i have been there you know i think we all have we've all had you know these these dips and, and lows but that doesn't mean that you know you have depression like mm. you're allowed to feel a little bit depressed or a little bit sad Everyone doesn't have highs and lows yeah exactly like yeah. and that's and that's normal but um like i said once you get all those variables correct then then you'll be back to feeling your best for sure unreal brother well you're you're starting your own podcast i am i think i'm i think i'm my first epi this week which unreal. is exciting What's the- Prime? Prime podcast. Prime podcast. Prime potty. Nice. Primecast. Primecast. I like it. <laughs> Prime casting. Um, well, brother, we've appreciated you coming in today and um and offering up your time. But mm. it's been uh it's been a good convo and I'm sure we'll jump on another one at some point. 100%. Some point soon. And um yeah, man, it's good to connect finally. Yeah, and, I know. Um, well, it's crazy for me because like sorry for cutting you off, like three years ago, I reckon, or four years ago, I was listening to your potty. Um and I remember just like I was always listening to it. So That's super um, cool. it's so crazy now, yeah, coming on and being a guest. It's um, I'm very, very grateful. So I appreciate it so much. Awesome, brother. Thanks a lot. Um, well, yeah, for everyone who's tuned into this episode, whether you're watching or listening, um, I'm sure you've enjoyed this one. If you have, we'd love to hear your feedback. So I'll have all Tommy's socials and whatnot in the show notes below. Uh, but grab a screenshot of this episode, chuck it up on your Instagram story, tag myself. Take Tom or Prime, either one. Um, and make sure you check out his pod once it comes out. And um, hope you guys enjoy the rest of your day.